Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel J. And, well, on the hangover, myself and Shannon White have been discussing uh, all-time great power position rankings. Uh, basically, here recently we talked about you know our favorite uh, centers to have ever donned the black and gold. Prior to that, we talked about the outside linebacker position and also running backs. And so this upcoming Monday, we're going to be talking about the cornerback position. And then we'll be ending it off uh, next Monday with the uh, the all-time debate, you know, who's better, Terry or Ben. Uh, but this upcoming weekend, we're going to be talking, or this upcoming Monday, we're going to be talking about the cornerback position. And so, so I thought, what better way to discuss the current cornerbacks that are on the Pittsburgh Steelers and and what we can expect out of them and, well, what's the state of the cornerback room, so to speak. Uh, if you're not aware, the uh, website is up and articles are already coming out. And Shannon will be having a, a couple of articles coming out, but one coming out on Tuesday referencing what we've been talking about on the hangover. So first and foremost, make sure if you're not already subscribed to Steel Curtain Network on YouTube, go check that out. Make sure you do so. Hit the notification bell. That way you can get notified of when we go live. The Steel Curtain Network uh, podcast group go live on YouTube every single day except for Saturday, I believe. And so uh, you don't want to miss it. And you can get a chance to see my face and, and, and Shannon's face as well. But um, on Tuesday at, on FFSN.APP, that's Fans First Sports Network, for fans by fans, <laughs> Shannon will be dropping that article. So make sure you go out there, support the Steel Curtain Network, support Shannon, and, and support the Pittsburgh Steelers by, you know, commenting and, and giving your, we want to hear what your two cents are on the conversations that we have about all of our favorite football team. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation of cornerbacks. Now, in my opinion, before we can look forward to the year uh, that's upcoming, uh, we need to look back and also take a look at who the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost. And I think there's one of the biggest, you know, pieces to have moved on from the Pittsburgh Steelers this, you know, off season was Cameron Sutton. Yeah. He was a coverage Guy, he was a Swiss Army where uh, a cam could be used on the outside as an outside cornerback, he could be used on the inside as a slot cornerback. He had that versatility in him. He wasn't necessarily the guy that you want in there, maybe perhaps blitzing uh, the quarterback. You know, when when the Steelers had a Mike Hilton on the team, uh, I think that was a, dy a dynamic duo, and that those two, you know, that pair worked well in the slot going back and forth switching between, you know, obvious passing situations where you expect the opposition to maybe perhaps stretch the field and, you know, putting in a Cam Sutton in versus when you had some you know, opportunities where maybe it was third and shorter and you wanted a, uh, a more physical uh, slot corner that's going to be able to tackle the opposition. Not saying that Cam Sutton couldn't tackle, but Mike Hilton made a uh, name for himself making tackles and blitzing and then applying pressure to the quarterback. And so, you know, those were some things that I think he did. Um, he did more excellent or 
far better uh, outplayed Cam Sutton in those positions uh, or in those situations. I'm sorry. Uh, so losing Cameron Sutton was a huge piece. And you don't also just lose the ability on the field. You lose the leadership off the field, the knowledge. This guy has been with the team for quite a while. He's been with the defense. Uh, you lose the uh, chemistry and the camaraderie between himself and the uh, and Minka Fitzpatrick, so to speak. So there's a lot more that you end up losing. Now, replacing Cam Sutton is going to be a, a couple of different players, right? You have the Pittsburgh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers went out in, in, in free agency and and picked up uh, Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is very much well on his way to Canton when he does decide to hang it up. Uh, but he's he's up there. He's uh, on the wrong side of 30. Uh, I believe he'll be around 34 uh, when the season starts. And, you know, in, in my opinion, or perhaps maybe 33. I could be wrong. But he, he's up there. And... Um, you know, that's not really what you're looking for in your CB1. You know, he's not a guy that's going to be able to, in my opinion, shut down a Chase Young, you know, or an Amari Cooper. I think he's a guy that brings leadership. You know, he brings uh, veteranship. You know, he can replace that off the field aspect that you're losing in a Cam Sutton. Now, Cam, Cam Sutton was never the speedy guy. And at one point, Patrick Peterson was. However, I don't, you know, it would your expectations would be way too high if you expected him to still be able to run that four, three, you know, for him to still have that four, three speed. And so, you know, last season he ended up coming down with, you know, five interceptions, you know, and, and has continued to be consistent. And so his play on and off the field has been consistent. He's been a veteran. So, you know, in certain aspects, you can kind of see where maybe perhaps that position has been filled to a certain extent, uh, for the current time, but long-term, definitely not the answer. Um, we already know that Patrick uh, has been, you know, at least has been spoken about that he is going to be moving in and out uh, around in the defensive back uh, positions, whether it's at the, at the slot inside or even perhaps at, you know, at safety. And so we know that his position isn't one for the future. The one for the future is the number 32 overall pick in Joey Porter Jr. So my anticipation on the cornerback position right here as far as your um, who I expect to be seen moving back and forth and and whatnot is a, a Joey Porter and Patrick Peterson movement. And I think Patrick Peterson isn't going to come off the field. I think he's going to be moved around, whether it's in the slot or – you know, at safety, and I think that's when, you know, Joey Porter Jr. is going to come in in relief of Patrick Peterson, which would let, lead me to believe that um, they like what they see in Levi Wallace. And, you know, who didn't have a bad season himself. You know, he ended up coming down with four interceptions last year. Uh, he started off a little bit rough. He's a... Uh, in my opinion, a scrappy guy it was a walk-on at Alabama, undrafted into the NFL, made a name for himself in the Buffalo Bills, and you know, really did. At, like I said in the beginning of last season, kind of felt like he was getting picked on a little bit. But once he started to grasp the concepts and grasp the defense, it really did feel like he was taking uh, over, you know, on that left side as that LCB. 
And so, um, you know, him being there, I think he's going to be your constant outside corner. And I think there's going to be a rotation there, you know, with Joey Porter. Now, next season, which is a long time from now, <laughs> you would anticipate, though, or you would expect that Joey Porter Jr. would be on a trajectory that would have him as the week one starter for next season. Now, at that point, do you line him up opposite side of Patrick Peterson, who at that point will be 34, 35 years old? Or, um, you know, you hope it may be Corey tries you know, develops to the point where he can surpass Levi Wallace and and there's your duo? Or, or do you extend a Levi Wallace and and continue to have some sort of, you know, uh, veteran leadership uh, on the team? Because although let's just say Joy Porter Jr. gets significant, you know, snap counts or snaps on the defense it still will be his first full season as the starter with tape on him. Um, he's, you know, you're going to want him to worry about his job, not so much being a leader. Um, you know, you're going to still want him to grasp concepts, defensive uh, playbook at that point. And so um, in my opinion, it would be pretty good to have, you know, you know, a veteran cornerback in there. Um, but then again, you got a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick out there as a strong safety that I'm sure can corral all the young guys and, uh, and keep them in together, so to speak. Now, the slot cornerback position, you know, coming in is Shannon Sullivan, who's been, I guess, the guy who's currently lightly penciled in um, as possibly the guy that's going to be starting out there. I'm not necessarily sure. I believe if my memory is correct, he was picked up during the draft around the seventh round. Uh, the Steelers went out there and got got him or right after the draft. Uh, it feels to me that the Steelers were trying to probably target a slot cornerback. However, when a guy like Corey Trice fell, they decided to uh, double dip at the outside cornerback position and thus allowing – a, um, you know, thus leaving a need for the slot cornerback position to be filled. And uh, Shannon Sullivan is that guy, you know, when you look at what he was able to do, he's decent at pass rush. Um, run defense, he's okay. Coverage is where you have your concerns. And, and it's, it's very much very similar to an author, Arthur Mollette. In some instances, maybe not as good as Arthur Mollette. Um, so I wouldn't even be surprised if, if, if Sullivan doesn't, doesn't make the team and the Steelers end up getting somebody else throughout, you know, the end of, of training camp and preseason when, when teams are getting back down to the 53. I wouldn't be surprised if they go out there and find themselves a different slot cornerback because cornerback, I think that's going to be probably one of the bigger holes on this team. Um, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, the other one is a strong safety position. You know, we feel that where I feel that Terrell Edmonds is going to be replaced by a combination of players of Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey, both that are um, very skilled differently. You know, one is a ball hawk and can cover deep, uh, maybe not the best tackler and or if one does, maybe not the most durable because of his size. 
And the other, you know, is a guy that's a bigger hybrid type of player that you can throw into into the box and uh, can utilize as that hybrid safety linebacker. And if you can't tell which one's which, Keanu Neal is the guy that you would utilize as a hybrid linebacker. And DeMonte Casey is the, uh, the ball hawk defensive coverage type of safety. So I think those two guys are going to work into that. So that, that position is going to be a question mark, but I think the slot corner is also going to be one. We'll see how we'll see what we'll see what happens, but we're going to take a quick break from our, uh, take a few words from our sponsors. Uh, When we get back, we're going to talk more about the cornerback position and, and, you know, is it going to be a problem? We're going to hypothesize on that. And what what do we expect to see? Uh, Don't go anywhere. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Welcome back. Uh, thank you for staying tuned uh, to Steel Curtain Network, State of the Steelers. And today we're talking about the state of the cornerback position. Now, we talked about all the new pieces that are coming in. And, you know, it's it's a combination of experience and um, young new players and athleticism. And so uh, I think it's a good mix, but a lot of it comes brand new to the team. You know, remaining is... You know, that's going to be we can anticipate getting a, a huge amount of defensive snaps is is Levi Wallace. So what should we expect to see out there on the field? Now, to put this into perspective, we do have to take into consideration that the Pittsburgh Steelers lost their strong safety in Terrell Edmonds and completely overhauled the middle linebacker position. Cole Holcomb and. Elan and Roberts are new to the team and are expected to be the uh, starters there as the inside linebacker position. And to be honest, I'm not sure what we're going to expect. You know, when you look at Holcomb, he's had some history with injuries and, and I think he, um, you know, when healthy can be a viable starter. I don't think either one of those guys are, are the future. Uh, both of these guys look like, um, you know, bridge gap type of players for the inevitable, you know, drafting of a first round inside linebacker, which I anticipate probably happening in the next couple of years. And so until they get there and, and whatnot, they're going to have to, you know, um, the defense is going to have to figure out a way to cover up their weaknesses, so to speak. Now, in my opinion, early on in this season, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some growing pains. You know, I, I expect teams to try to attack the uh, middle and the outside of the um, the football field underneath where the linebackers are, and uh, you know, and on the outside and test these corners. I anticipate them to stay far away from Minka Fitzpatrick and attack the opposite side of the field. You know, you have a bunch of players new to this team playing in a bunch of, you know, with, with each other for the first time, the middle linebacker position, as I mentioned, was overhauled. The only, you know, the biggest threat on this team to the opposition is going to be the, uh, the pass rush. Now 
It's one hell of a pass rush. <laughs> so, you know, you got TJ Watt when he's healthy. Uh, he can put up uh, defensive player type performances. You know, Alex Highsmith put up double digit sacks last year. And, you know, with Highsmith healthy ups of him, uh, that's only going to increase his um, opportunities for big plays because. My opinion, when you have a healthy TJ Watt, that's where the attention's going to go. You know, you got a Cam Cam Hayward up front who is going to, you know, he's up there in age as well. But, you know, a guy, in my opinion, when you you know the Steelers go out there and acquire in the draft the uh, Keanu Benton, you know, re re uh, re-sign a Larry Ogunjobi, uh, I think you're gonna be able to manage. Uh, Hayward's snap count. You know, you also got a guy like DeMarvin Leal you know, coming in for another year or for a second year. Hopefully he can make a jump. And, you know, I think you can prolong the success of Cam Hayward and you really utilize him late in the season when you're making a playoff push. So with all that being said, with the best part of your unit being the pass rush, and probably your biggest weakness being that middle and secondary on the outside, you're probably going to see this team blitz a lot. And blitzing is a double-edged sword. You know, if the Pittsburgh Steelers can go in there and, um, can, you know, can go in there and take care of business, you know, up front and, you know, not allow the quarterback to find, the issues that are going on in the backfield, um, then that's going to be a win-win situation. And it's not something that I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to do the entire season, right? As this team grows and chemistry builds and camaraderie builds and they start to get to know each other and they start to get a feel for the playbook and less thinking is done and more more moving and, and, and being fast, the better this defense is going to be. And so it's just going to be something that I think that the Steelers are going to have to get through for a few weeks. Fortunately, you know, and I say that lightly, the Steelers are going to go up against the 49ers the first week, which I understand that they're underdogs, and that's going to be a team, you know, that's going to be difficult in that stack, but they don't have a quarterback, in my opinion, right now. Not one that they can go in there and, and you know, that I would be comfortable putting any money on, on any game against any team, much less against a defense that, has a pass rush that's going to be healthy and ready to go week one in Akershore Stadium. Now, the following week, you got the Cleveland Browns, which, you know, has Deshaun Watson. And I know I know a lot of teams are looking at – or a lot of people in the talking heads and mainstream media are looking at the Browns and thinking they're going in the right direction, right? And it's the same crap I've heard every offseason for I don't know how long. And just like crap, it's just the Browns. <laughs> They ain't going nowhere. And Deshaun Watson, last season, I was there in Aquashore Stadium week 18, the final game of the season. I was not impressed. I was there when he was a Houston Texan, and he got smacked around by the Pittsburgh Steelers in, in uh, Energy Stadium in Houston. I, I was there. It's the same thing. I don't care if he had 10 games off that year or not. It, it, it looked the same to me. He was back to form. 
he is not a threat to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Browns are the Browns. They did what the Browns do and overpaid for a quarterback. It just isn't good. And then the following week, the Pittsburgh Steelers go and play against the Vegas Raiders. This game here is, you know, is Jimmy Garoppolo even going to play? Is he even going to be a Raider? You know, he's going through his own injuries that he's had. You know, the Steelers Steelers are going to go up against an unknown, possibly unhealthy quarterback in in the 49ers. Deshaun Watson, who's not – call it what it is. I don't think he's a great quarterback. The Vegas Raiders, who have a question mark and an unhealthy quarterback. Then they got C.J. Stroud in Houston, who's a rookie quarterback early in the season, still learning his team. You know, they're going to play him a lot in preseason, but that's going to be a lot of vanilla stuff. So he's only going to have a few games to see uh, some of the real stuff that the uh, NFL defenses are going to throw at him. And I'm excited to see what the Steelers throw at him at this point. And then you have the Baltimore Ravens, who, in my opinion, you know, Lamar Jackson is a dangerous quarterback when healthy. He's got a winning record. But he don't impress me much when it comes to the, uh, you know, I'm playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's like, like Shania Twain, he don't impress me much. You know, the Steelers got his number. They know how to effectively contain Lamar Jackson. So then they have the buy. So up until this point, I think that, yes, that their defensive back group could have some growing pains, could struggle a little bit. I mean, just kind of looking at this, I'm looking at the 49ers is a stacked offense. You know, it's going to boil down to who's throwing the rock out there. And, you know, the same thing can be said for the Raiders. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo goes in there healthy and he's able to go out there and perform, he's a formidable opponent. You know, he's not uh, a slouch, so to speak. But Sean Watson... I'm not impressed. Um, And Lamar Jackson, we'll see. I think Lamar Jackson and the 49ers might be the teams that, you know, the the Ravens are always a team that's tough, regardless of who's a quarterback on either side. And so, you know, I think those are going to be the teams that the Steelers are going to have to, you know, hope that they're getting out of that, any funk that they may have with the inside linebacker and the defensive back group. Then you have your bye, and by then there's no excuse. By the bye week, going going into and against the Los Angeles Rams, there should be no excuse. It's October 22nd. Uh, your defense should be um, where they need to be at and are going to be what they will be You know, for that season. If there's still an issue, I mean, could there be improvement? Obviously, but uh, it's probably not much more than what you're going to see on the field at this point. You know, at this point, you know, if any injuries occur, it's a good chance that you could see a worse unit by the time the season's over. So by this point, this defense should be rocking and rolling, and we should know, you know, what the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to be and what the state of the cornerback room is going to be. And, you know, looking at what the schedule and looking at what the Steelers have, I think they're going to be just fine, and they're going to be all right. That's all I got for you guys today. Make sure if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you give us a five-star review. 
Uh, make sure you subscribe, download, do the whole thing, do everything. Tell a friend, tell your friend to tell a friend, and tell that friend to tell their family. With that being said, I'll see you Monday on The Hangover. Peace out. Mm-hmm.